Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is our Great by Choice podcast. I'm Scott Tolar, team leader and MAPS leadership coach. And today I get to be here with my mentor into the business when I got started a few years ago, Susie Gole. So thank you for joining me, Susie. Uh, tell, tell me about yourself. Tell us who Susie Gole really is. Well, first of all, I have to tell you how so proud I am of you, of how far you've come. How long ago was it that you were... That was 2013. 2013. And I remember so vividly back in the beginning, you were, I could tell you were hungry and you were going to be successful. And well, in all fairness, I did, ha I had just found out we had a baby on the way. Yes. So. You know, a big why, and having a big why, really, it will probably get to this, but sort of the crux of kind of where I am today is a result of having a big why. And yeah. that you had mouths to feed. So exactly. Like, you know, as, as my grandpa uh, used to say I had to you know do it or get off the pot yeah for sure <laughs> absolutely absolutely so getting back to your question I'm yeah. sorry what was your question so tell us about who Susie is um, mom first and real estate agent is in my blood okay. and um, just someone who's really designed a, a great life and a great career and and life is good good so how did you get started in this business? I, you know, I moved from San Diego. I'm one of the Californians uh, in 2004. And I recently divorced. My son was just in diapers. He was like two and a half. And I just knew Cal. I was a, a field consultant for Subway headquarters. I mean, I would drive all over San Diego to inspections and help new owners um, start up Subway franchises. And I would drop Josh, my son, off at daycare you know, 7.30 in the morning, battle Southern California traffic, and heaven help me if it rained. Um, and then I'd be home picking him up at 6 o'clock. And so he was in daycare all day. He was a wonderful woman taking care of him, but it just broke my heart because that's, I aspired to be a mom my whole life, and now I wasn't able to enjoy him. So just kind of like I do so many things in my life, I just say said, you know, I just bought a house in California eight months prior, but I thought, Hmm, I'm going to move somewhere. Um, Texas, um, Round Rock, why not? Really, it was kind of almost like that. So yeah. I came out here and no job, nothing. Put my house up for lease in California. And just for a few months, just kind of, what am I going to do? I just kind of enjoy my son. And then really, it was this, it was, it was a defining moment. I was reading the want ads in the Sunday paper. That kind of shows how long I've been doing this. And there was another company that was having a, um, an orientation on what it takes to get into real estate. Mm -hmm. And I just remember exactly where I was standing. I looked at the ad and I thought, heck, why not? I'll be a real estate agent. I had, it never crossed my mind before. I, you know, I bought a few homes in my life, but just, oh, that's what I'm going to do. So. so for you, it was literally seeing the want ad and that they were looking for real estate agents. Yeah. Like what it takes to get into it. And, you know, yeah, that's all. And I went, I showed up and I thought, well, I'll, okay let me do this and 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 then i was talking to other people as i was taking my classes and people were saying you know you know the average real estate agent in austin makes fourteen thousand dollars and that meant absolutely nothing to me it just meant nothing to me I'm like well what does that have to do with me um so i got my license do i look and, average to you yeah that's <laughs> right do i like average to you but um i just thought this is this is perfect this is this is from God. I really felt it was because I wanted a career where I could be a mom first and 
the sky is the limit with real estate. So um, it, it just it, it just has been amazing. There's just been no stopping me. You know, I like what you said there that when they told you the average realtor makes $14,000 in the Austin area and that meant nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I see so often in the role that I'm in, people who have come in from uh, their real estate classes and ready to get into real estate in their first, the first thing that we talk about is, you know, what are you looking to get out of this, out of this business? And uh, so a lot of times they'll tell me about money and, and, and what they'd ideally like to do. And then they'll go into, and I realize that's not possible in my first year because so-and-so at the real estate school told me that uh, most agents don't close anything for their first six to nine months. Well, that's their limiting belief that they're mm-hmm. putting on you. If you need to do it, you can do it. $14,000 in 2004, I'm sure wasn't a terrible thing for some agents in the Austin area. Yet I sure as heck couldn't live on it. And I know you probably couldn't have either. I had no desire to live on that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I'm glad that you didn't let their limiting beliefs get in your way on that. You know, it really did. It almost kind of encouraged me. And even now when I'm doing a transaction and hear stories of like, agents that maybe don't have the skill level that is in the best interest of their clients I think well that's my competition that's my competition (laughs) so it's all good but you know really this was so there was so much mindset involved in knowing that I was going to be successful early um kind of getting back to the the big why my big why was clear as day I actually even did I had a card that I had made up, a laminated card, um, you know, like I don't know, five by eight, mm-hmm. and put pictures of my big Y. My big Y was a picture of my son on a tricycle, my son eating an ice cream cone. You know, like I said, he's just turning three at this time. Um, and on the back of it, I cut out all these help wanted ads because I thought, because in the, you know, I knock on doors, make phone calls, and, and business did not come easy. I came here not. I mean, I knew virtually no one in San Diego or in Austin when I moved here. So I really had to hustle. Um, but I knew I was going to be successful. But anytime it, things got discouraging or like I had to make a call that I didn't want to, I pulled out this laminated card and I looked at it and I saw this is the reason why I'm doing this. Yes, it may be uncomfortable, but if I do this thing that's uncomfortable, it'll lead to a life that will allow me to be a mom. And it's funny, he's he's 18 now, and um, so I don't carry that one around anymore of him as a toddler <laughs> anymore, but um, it, it's still, uh, you know, I should have brought it to show. You carry an insurance card Yeah, now, right? yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, college tuition and all that kind of stuff, but I really, I have shifted into a new why, but, but, and that took some time to really evolve because he doesn't need me like he, he, he does, he did back then, but it was tattered, and I carried with that with me everywhere, and that um so i'm very very grateful for that so the concept of uh, of having a big why and that that uh what you kept laminated with you all the time where did you come up with that well actually i went through floyd wickman's star makers okay. early on which is kind of the um it's, it's sort of like a bold mm-hmm. um and um had a great great coach um then and that was an assignment that we did and um, it just having something like an maybe it's called an anchor I don't know but something just tangible to to look at which just shows again mindset 
mindset is so important. You know, sometimes I'll work with new agents on practicing with listing appointments and, you know, kind of coaching them best I can coach them. But one of the things I, I share with them is I remember my very first listing appointment, you know, brand new. I don't, I don't clue. I'm like, who would call me to sell their house? But I remember going to the front door. I remember which house it was. It was a house that I ended up selling three times over the course of I don't know, the years, which is kind of funny. But I remember telling myself, I've done, I, I'm going to pretend like I've done this for 30 years and these people are lucky to have me and um, I'm going to come from contribution. I remember that was sort of the self-talk I did before I walked in the door and um, that that's worked. That's awesome. Yeah. So you talked about how your son was your, uh, your, your infants or your young son mm -hmm. was your big why and that you've started to transition on that because he's grown up now and you know he's successful at chick-fil-a right i'm so proud you know it's like uber successful he's, there yeah yes. which is just so cool i'm trying to get him to get his real estate license come on josh work with me on this one ah, he likes to work at chick-fil-a so that's good yeah so what does it transition to yeah well it, like i said i spent a lot of took a lot of time reflecting on what that is because i didn't have it for a while and it like something was missing in my get up and go yeah we kind of talked about how you were kind of in limbo yeah during that's times. right yeah. yeah that's that's right yeah um so I think what it looks like I have a visual and I want to have you know I don't intend to ever retire because I just love doing this but at some point I'll probably want to slow down but the key for me is the ability to have an, have options like um what if I choose not to to want to, if I decide I don't want to work anymore, I want to have that option. So I have, I picture a, a Walmart greeter and no, you know, disrespect to a Walmart greeter. I think that's a wonderful social thing for people and all that. But I'm thinking, what if I get to the point in my older years where that's the only job I can get and I have to go to work and my back hurts and my arthritis hurts and I still have to go to work. I still, I do aspire to be like a volunteer at Wagabag when I retire because I think that would be the funnest job ever. But um, I just, um, so I have this visual of being elderly and having to get up and go to work because I didn't um, do what I needed now to prepare for that. So that's that's what drives you today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what is it that brings you the most joy in life? It's still being a mom, yeah. still being a mom, and just seeing you know he's senior in high school, and just seeing what a wonderful man he's becoming, and also that I have no regrets on how his childhood has been. And that was one thing that I really, really wanted at the very beginning. I didn't want to have regrets. And I defined how I wanted motherhood to look to me. And that was being able to be room mother, being home when he was sick. Even now, very rarely is it that I'm not there when he leaves for school or comes home for school from school. Not that he's happy to see me anymore. It's like, Mom, can't you leave, please? <laughs> but um, so it brings me joy that I can like, wow, I was able. And he and I have just, you know, we've traveled the world which real estate has allowed me the opportunity not only financially to be able to do that, but um, to get away time-wise. And I really protect that. We travel a lot during the year, but every summer we do like a, a big trip where I totally disconnect and, yep. um, um, you know, we spend good quality time together. So making a lot of fun memories with him. Yeah, you guys have, have traveled a lot. What's the best experience that you've had with your son 
outside of the country while you guys have been traveling? Um, well, we went to Beijing this summer, and we went. Um, <laughs> we, we had a private tour guide take us through the village, and it was just fun. We went to a little market, and this shrimp was live and jumped out of the the thing, and it just <laughs> we just laughed. It was just so it was so much so much fun it was fun so, so those little unanticipated moments. exactly nothing fancy oh cr- climbing the great wall of china china that was That's kind that of was h- huge accomplishment for me and he was so proud of me as well i mean it was oh that was i'll never forget that but it was we've had a lot of, a lot of fun so i can tell that you're passionate about being an amazing mom yeah and josh while he's 18 years old now may not show the gratitude that he has for you all the time. <laughs> I've been 18 before. I know how it goes. And I'm sure that he admires and respects you. Um, yeah. and my next question for you is, who are the people in your life today whom you admire and respect? Um, that's pretty easy. Um, and, well, my mom, my dad, and Dave Ramsey. Um, and Gary Keller is in there too. But um, I've had... I have amazing, amazing parents. Um, my, you know, my mom taught me a lot of life things, how to be, you know, a lady and kind. And she didn't teach me how to cook, which is really a bummer. But, <laughs> but, but I know how to use a microwave, so it's all good. Um, go. But my dad, you know, he, you know, he really emphasized education and you know, us failing and you know, applauding our success. But I remember when I said. I'm going to be a real, I'm going to get my real estate license is what I just announced to my mom and dad. And my, this is my dad's reaction. A lot of people would have, parents would have said, you know, the failure rate only, you know, 20% of people can make a living. You sure you've got your single mom, hundred percent commission. Really? This is what he said. And this is, this is the foundation of really helped to be, you know, for me to become who I am. He said, Susie, you know what? You're going to be successful. I can just smell it. This is where you're going to be successful. I could just smell it. And I joke because I think if I told him I was going to be a monkey trainer, he'd say, Susie, you're going to be you're going to be the best monkey trainer there is. You may be the only one in the area. Yeah, the you're only be one the there is. No monkeys. But that just shows how important support is and surrounding yourself with positive people. Because, yeah, my dad could easily have said, you know, like it's just ridiculous. You need to go, you know, a, a job that's safe. Um, but he didn't. So. Um, I'm glad he didn't because I probably wouldn't have listened to him anyway. But yeah. So looking back on on your your life with your, your mom and your dad, are there any memories that stick out to you where you just, other than that one, that are so grateful uh, where you're able to see and, and appreciate it now for the influence that they have on you? Um. Um, <laughs> this is I, one memory I have of my dad, and I think it's just so funny. When we were little, I remember him. There were five kids, and he would go around and wake everybody up. And I remember him, I was probably fourth grade, banging on my bedroom door to wake me up. I had a spelling test that day. How do you spell spaghetti? Bang, bang, bang. How do you spell spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> so it just really emphasized that. And, you know, he was a very successful businessman as well. So I got to see how he treated his customers and, um, and in you know different areas of of his business and you know that's kind of cool about josh too is that particularly when he was little he would tag along with me because i didn't have a ba- you know hard to get a babysitter and so he i think has learned a lot of customer service skills by listening to me and how i 
diffuse situations and how I talk to my clients. And, um, and also I think it's really, he sees how hard I work and the fruits of my labor. And I think that has passed on to him the way I think it did seem my, my dad out in the work world too. Yeah. So in bold, uh, the previous bold, bold original as we're uh-huh. calling it, um, they talked about Diana before and how she'd yeah. pull her sons in a little wagon, a little red wagon around and go and yeah. lead generate. So it was kind of the same way with you and Josh. It totally is. And I could have used, <laughs> you know, Bold says you can have reasons or results. You can't have both. Yeah. Um, I could have said, I can't go on this appointment. Uh, you know, I've got my son. I can't. But, you know, I would sometimes just call my clients and say, hey, you know, I don't have anybody to watch my son. Can I bring him? bring them and it was a great experience so I did what I needed to do despite the it wasn't the perfect scenario you can wait for the perfect scenario but sometimes you just got to go out and just do it and you know in real estate kids can be kind of like puppies when you're going out and lead generating Uh, they they can ease that tension where you know sometimes they may not be willing to open the door when you're door knocking you got a kid with you all of a sudden the doors are flying open (laughs) it absolutely absolutely i agree so it it worked out great so i'm gonna backtrack just a minute how in the world did you choose round rock texas from san diego california that's a good question i think because that's like going from nice breezy weather to the complete opposite of breezy (laughs) well i'll tell you what you know i love i just love round rock and i i think i had this friend of mine had mentioned something they were going to move to leander never Mm -hmm. heard of leander and they were going to buy a ninety-seven thousand dollar house and i'm like what ninety-seven thousand dollar house i had just spent three hundred thousand for a i know it's like (laughs) you know what you can get in california as you know as a fellow californian yeah um and i thought well that's interesting former former Former, californian yeah we're we're not california (laughs) we're texans yes um so i thought well that's interesting. Look what I can get for my money. Let me explore. So I explored Leander, which, uh-huh. you know, just west west of here, northwest, north, northwest of here. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, look what you can get. Let me do some. And then I looked at schools, and then I saw Round Rock and did some exploring Round Rock. I thought, well, that is just, hmm, what the heck? Let me, okay, I'll do it. And I came out um, in January of 2004 just to kind of explore things with – and then on March 2004, I packed up my boy and his diaper bag, and we drove across the country, and I said, Texas, here I am. Look yeah. out. So <laughs> after you got here, how long did it take you to get your real estate license, and when were you up and running in real estate? Sure, yeah. So I moved here in March, and um, for some strange reason, I moved out here, and then I didn't have a job or anything, but I still bought a house. That's when you fog a mirror, you can get a loan. So I bought a house. Um, yes, no, yes. no job. I don't know we'll what I was We'll get into thinking. that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, no job. <laughs> and the girl that did my loan said, you know, you should be a loan officer. Well, okay. So I got a license to be a loan officer. I went through all the classes and everything, and then I realized, oh, I don't think I like this. But it, um, So that was, I kind of like did it. I don't think I did any loans. And that's why I was flipping through, and it must have been in uh, August, I was flipping through the 1A ads, and I had my license and started with Keller Williams October 4th, 2004. And who was the person that you interviewed with at Keller Williams? Reba Saxon actually did. I did a, went to Austin Institute of Real Estate. I don't yeah. think that's what it's called now. And she um, was um, sponsored a lunch, and because that's not who I was going to go with. I was going to yeah. go with the company that it had the orientation. Yeah. 
because I just thought, well, this I never I didn't even think to interview anybody else. But she, um, you know, she told me about Keller Williams, and then I interviewed with um, I don't know if it was Avis or Gerald Gafford, but um, <laughs> one of those, and then the rest is history. Got it. So. What is it that keeps you motivated, how, or how do you keep yourself motivated? Um, you know, I think it's it's fun. I you know I turn it into you know I know selling and buying homes is is an important financial transaction for people. But I kind of make a game out of it, so it's fun because just sort of like the excitement of like nurturing someone and talking to them and then just all of a sudden you know they, they you know into buying a house and how fun that is and developing the relationship and the whole you know from start to finish ups and downs it's just it's just fun and um so you know and i also i think it's very important to stay connected um and just to brag on you brag on you little scott this is just the most amazing market center ever ever and i'm not just saying that i'm very picky um but um just the culture and um you know the the social aspect and and all the amazing training um because i you know did go off on my own for a couple years thought that i could save money by opening my own brokerage um so i got my broker's license and went off and opened my own and that i you know i think i told you i'm the poster child for you know don't try something it the grass is not greener on the other side but so i think um just staying connected, just staying in the real estate world is insane. Have some semblance of structure is what keeps me motivated. Okay. So you moved here in 2004. Mm -hmm. You bought a house with no job in 2004. <laughs> yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously it worked out for you and mm -hmm. that was great. Uh, now, there were a lot of other people who bought homes uh, during that time who, like you said, could fog a mirror, which created a market shift. Mm -hmm. What was the market shift like for you? I mean, like the 2008, 2009? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're in the middle of things and don't realize it until you're out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was really, really difficult, not from a business point of view, because people are always going to need to buy and sell homes. That's just something that I've, I've learned. And also, I also learned that um, um, a lot of real estate agents got out of the business, so there's more of the pie for me. So my business didn't really, I mean, you know, didn't suffer terribly much. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard to see just regular hardworking people in situations they never dreamed they would be in. But it was also just a wonderful opportunity to come from contribution. That really is one of my main themes is come from contribution. The other one I always tell myself, do the right thing and the money will come. That's mm -hmm. another thing. But it, um, and just kind of work them through, you know, I did a lot of short sales, um, which is, that's not real. They're not short. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> just a name. Yeah. And um, I, I learned a lot and it, <clears throat> I learned also the importance to have a good foundation to your business. And, um, and also, too, just kind of keep an eye out if this happens, if it happens again. I can't imagine it being as bad as it was, but, you know, I'll, I'll be ready for it. Yeah, so, um, you know, you built a really strong foundation through um, farming. Yeah. In, in, in your neighborhood that you still live in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was that like for you? Well, <laughs> like I said, a lot of things in life I just kind of fall into, and I just fell into this yeah. without even knowing really what farming was. I happened to buy a house there, 
and um, um, I, you know, I forgot exactly how it happened, but I thought, well, let me start marketing to this neighborhood, and one thing led to another, to another, to another, and then now I've got, I don't know, uh, probably 50% of my business comes from my farm, and I think I've got maybe 24% market share in my neighborhood, Um, but it has been an amazing leg of business for me, um, my farming, and just so grateful for it, because it's like, well, in a listing appointment, it takes me 37 seconds to get there. That's kind of cool. Uh, you know? <laughs> and if ever I'm running late, I'll say, oh, traffic, you know, traffic. <laughs> traffic, exactly. <laughs> okay. So if you were to start over having the knowledge that you have now, what would you do differently, if anything? Um, you know, I think in the beginning, you know, the farming was great. I started farming almost immediately. And um, so that's been great. But I, I tried all different things. I was all over. And what um, Gary Keller said, or maybe somebody smart like him said, is that really focus on maybe three areas, three sources of business, yeah. which I really have been able to do now. Because I, in the beginning, I was trying, well, we didn't do Google Leads because I don't think Google was even around then. But um, or maybe no, it was Ask Jeeves back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, open house. I mean, there's so many sources of business. Yeah. And I was trying, I even did um, receipts on the back of HEB, HEB receipts. Yeah. Like get a free appraisal or whatever. And, and there was one agent in our office that every time he saw me, he goes, every time I see you, I feel the need to buy milk. <laughs> <laughs> but so I spent a lot of money on things that really didn't give a good return of an, an investment. So I think I would think... Um, think those things through a little bit more and try instead of trying to spread myself all over over the place. So how do you plan to change what you do today to continue to grow your business for the future in an industry that's changing fairly rapidly? Would you agree? Yes, and I'm kicking and screaming. However, I know um, it's just that's the way it is. I mean, and I think it's wonderful and exciting because I know if I don't adapt, somebody's going to come in and, and take the business. So I think just being learning based and being open and just patient with myself and just know it's going to be good. And that's, I mean, what we're going through at Keller Williams right now is just crazy exciting and crazy overwhelming too, but it's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great. So yeah, I'm kicking and screaming, but I'm doing it with a smile. <laughs> okay. And being learning based, have there been any, is there a particular book that you've read that's really stuck with you? Um, well, reading, I do audio books. So, um, which I is, I call a, that reading. Yeah. Too, let's so, try to yeah. call reading. Yeah. Which is a great, you know, funny because I think the book that I'm just finishing now is probably one of my top favorites it's called atomic habits okay i don't know who the author is but i have a, a maps coach and i've had him um i had him for like three years then i took a gap when i went to explore myself on my own in brokerage <laughs> and i just started back up with him a few months ago and you know because he you know he's more i see him more of a transformational coach really and one of the things i needed to work on were some habits that were not um um, helping me in my business. So Atomic Habits is um, really great on, on learning how to change some of your behavior that's not serving you well. So that's a good one. Um, Steve Schleter recommended one several years ago that I read. It's called Eat the Frog. Yeah. And do you, yeah. Know, you know that yeah, book? Know yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. And I read it when my son was little. And 
I read it parts of it to him and to this day we talk about okay you got to eat the frog which means doing the most difficult thing early in the day like as distasteful it is to eat a frog you just eat it and get it over with so that um uh, the e-meth I think is a good good book um um I think those are some of my favorites okay now of course MREA that that's a good one real estate agent book so for somebody who's considering getting into real estate or has just gotten into real estate, what would the number one piece of advice that you could give them be? Mindset. Believe you're going to be successful. Don't listen to the naysayers, the negative thinkers. Go all in. Believe you're going to be successful. Um, and, you know, I just completed my 12th bold um, class, and they, you know, it's bold 2.0. And, oh, my gosh, agents need to be in that class it has changed so much there's so much involved with the mindset mindset is i'm making this number up 90 percent of success i really believe that if not more Um, john maxwell says that exactly oh see there you go john (laughs) i close um because filling out a filling out a contract doing the business part of um of of real estate is not that difficult but the mindset, believing you're going to be successful, um, feed your mind all the time with that good stuff. And um, another thing, too, that I did uh, in the very beginning when I had no business is I would come into the office every day. That was so important to me. And even now, I don't come into the office you know, too often, only for class and if I feel the need for some socializing. Um, but... I, I go to work at my in my home. I you know I have my routine in the morning. You know do everything, and then I, I sit down at my tables where I work. I go to work because it, being an independent contractor is wonderful, but you've got to be disciplined too. Oh, yeah. So you because it could, you know sometimes I think oh, I should be doing laundry or boy Oprah's on. I don't think Oprah's on anymore. But <laughs> but it's just I'd like to take a nap. But then I go back to this. I'm at I'm at work right now. I'm at work. So I think coming into the office and just being around like-minded people. And if you've got spare time, take a class. Keller Williams, there's classes every day. Yeah. You know, there's online classes, which are great. But I think the camaraderie and just sharing experiences with other agents is just so vital. Like a flower, you got to keep yourself watered or you're going to wither. Because I've seen this where people just kind of fade away. And even if you don't have business, just come in real estate mind real estate mind yeah so So, you know one of those uh other things that you mentioned was laundry uh the other day in uh i think it was last week in bold joseph towns stood up and he said that he actually uses laundry as his timer for lead generation (laughs) so i'm gonna start it i know i've got this much time i love that i know we're gonna make it fun make a game out of it make it make it fun yeah exactly okay sure the final question that i have for you Susie, is what would you ultimately like to be remembered for um well, that's interesting because, like I said, I'm my goal is to live a life of no regrets. I think just someone who had a kind heart and helped people in good times and bad and um, was an inspiration. Okay. Well, I appreciate you so much for yeah. coming and hanging out with me today and um, sharing who you are with uh, with with our agents and with anyone else out there who may be listening to us and... Uh, I'm just so grateful to have had an opportunity to uh, uh, 
to, to get to have you as part of my life and for you to be part of my journey. And uh, I, I was able to learn a ton from you. Oh, thank so. you. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. Thank you.